You are listening to Steady Geekin', brought to you by Dynamic Duo High Five. We are everywhere. Best podcast ever. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I'm Blake. And I'm Meg. This isn't the Edge, Did you want to talk Brandon some uh, comic books? Yeah. 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 Captain Planet. He's a hero. Chubby, chubby. Success. Find us and join us and be, be our, our friends. friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Steady geek until the end. Steady. This is Steady Geekin. Oh, hi. Uh, hi. Steady Geekin. Uh, I'm Blake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Shirley. Yay. Today we have a special guest, uh, thanks to Miss Shirley Hot over there. I think our listeners, especially our Whovian friends, are going to be quite excited about this. We have Mr. John Davey on the show. Woo. Welcome. Yes, Welcome. round of applause. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Um... Well, yeah, this is quite exciting. So, you know, for those who don't know, John uh, is probably best known for all of your variety of characters you play on Doctor Who. That is uh, correct. Uh, my uh, first appearance in Doctor Who was back in season two in the four Cybermen episodes uh, where I played uh, one of the Cybermen. Um, and uh, all four episodes were filmed back to back. Um, which was uh, an amazing uh, thing for me uh, to have done. Um, but little, little did I know that um, I would have then ended up in another 43 episodes of Doctor <laughs> Who uh, playing um, characters such as the Daleks, uh, Whispermen, the Hath, Vigil, Ood, Maya Warriors, um, to, to name, you know, just a few, really. Just a few. Heavenly Host. Yeah. Heavenly Host as well, yeah. yes. And so, you, you've been, so you've been a part of it since, um, what was it, 2000, uh, was it 2005 when it came back? Uh, it into the second season, so 2006. Oh, 2006, okay. Yeah, I think we, we filmed the Cybermen stuff in 2005. Um, most of that was done, oh, let me have a think it was probably done it was done all all around christmas so it was very very cold outside uh and the the first appearance that you see us is uh uh in um rise of the cybermen when we appear uh, outside the president's house um and when we shot those scenes it was actually snowing earlier on in the mm. evening uh but uh typical britain the snow never really lasts very long um, so, uh, you don't see the snow, but if you do look very closely, uh, you may see some steam coming out of the eyes of the Cybermen. <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's an amazing special effect that they planned, but in reality, it was our, our breath and our body heat and our will to live just ebbing out of the eye holes. Oh my God. <laughs> will to live ebbing out of the eye holes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. So then you've worked you've worked with every actor basically. Well, not Eccleston. The doctor and Did you work with uh, uh, Chris yes, Eccleston? Not, uh, not um, uh, Christopher Eccleston because that was series one. Right. Oh, right, right. So, uh, so I didn't have anything uh, to do in that. However, I do have a list <laughs> um, 
and I can get if if uh, my internet is good enough to pull up pull up this PDF. I can actually go through every episode and every every character if you like. Um, of course, of course we we're do. here for you, sir. Okay, so Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday as a Cyberman. Uh, Army of Ghosts, I was also a ghost as well. Um, and then uh, Voyage of the Damned, I was a heavenly host. Planet of the Ood, I was an Ood and a natural Ood. Sultaran Stratagen, I was an Atmos worker. Doctor's Daughter, a half. Stolen Earth, Journey's End, a Jadoon. The next Doctor was a Cyberman. End of Time, Ood and half. Beast Below, Winder. Victory of the Daleks, Orange Dalek Scientist. The Lodger, uh, I was the goalkeeper in the football match. Uh, the Pandorica opens. Uh, we I like was, that one. <laughs> yeah, I was a, uh, um, a Dalek. Uh, I was the headless Cyberman. And also, I'm in the scene right at the beginning with Dorian and River Song in the background uh, having a drink at the bar. Um, Good Man Goes to War. I was a cyber leader, a Jadoon, and a cleric. Let's Kill Hitler. Uh, I was a Tesselector worker. Closing time uh, uh, is a little uh, extra with Madame Kavorian and River Song, and I walk in with the astronaut costume and, and drug River Song. I was a, a cleric in that. Uh, uh, the wedding of River Song, I was a marine. Asylum of the Daleks, uh, various Daleks, uh, Bells of St. John, Unit Soldier, Rings of Acton, Vigil, uh, Name of the Doctor, Whisperman, Day of the Doctor, Dalek, and a Unit Soldier. Time of the Doctor, <laughs> Dalek in Christmas Town. Deep Breath, I was uh, one of the clockwork droids. Death in Heaven, a unit soldier. Last Christmas, uh, one of the dream crab uh, sleeper zombie things. Magician's <laughs> Apprentice, which is familiar. I was a Dalek. Uh, the Girl Who Died, I was a Maya warrior. Zygon Inversion, I was a policeman. Face a Raven, a Jadoon. Husbands of River Song, uh, there wasn't actually a name, but it had Wolfman written on my character. I was in the uh, the restaurant. Um, Return of Doctor Mysterio, I was one of the, uh, the half-headed sure. drones. Yeah. Uh, the pilot, I was the, uh, the head of Dalek. Um, Oxygen, I was one of the space corpses. Pyramid at the end of the world, I was a UN soldier in the bunker scene. Um, Lie of the Land, uh, I was one of the memory police, and uh, my latest outing was in uh, Resolution. I wasn't the Dalek because the Dalek was remote control, but I was one of the soldiers shooting at the Dalek. Ah. Oh, you must really hate your job. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I try and live, live the dream as and when I get the call. <laughs> John, um, uh, you're, in, you're in like all of the best ones too. Um, well, when, you know, when there's, when there's monsters, that's generally uh, a pretty decent episode, uh, I'd probably say. Um, a few other things that I have done as well, um, I've done quite a lot of live events. So in 2010, there was a, a show called Doctor Who Live. It was a, a, an arena touring show, uh, which starred uh, Nigel Planer, who played a character called Vorgensen. He was the son of Vorg, for all of you uh, ultra nerds out there, you'll probably get the reference. <laughs> uh, and he invented a minimizer, and he would minimize uh, the, the, the monsters, and the monsters would come out in the arena and terrify uh, all of the audience. Uh, but that was amazing. Like fun. That was, 
pretty much two months of rehearsals and being on tour, which was amazing. Um, I was also uh, at the Doctor Who convention in Cardiff in 2013. Uh, for that, I was just wandering around as at Uden the Jadoon having my pictures taken. Uh, Doctor Who proms in 2013 as well. I played uh, one of the Whisper Men. Um, the, and also there was something called the Symphonic Spectacular, which was a, a, a similar thing to the proms. It was a, a live uh, orchestra, a full orchestra and a full choir playing the music for Doctor Who, which um, if anybody you know has heard live orchestras, they sound absolutely amazing. And hearing the Doctor Who music as well just gives you chills. Uh, and I did that in 2014, 2015 in Australia and New Zealand. Not in New uh, York, though. It got cancelled. Sorry? The, no, the, uh, not, well... Yeah, we did the one in the UK, and then unfortunately, the New York one got cancelled, which uh, was a bit of a shame, seeing as though they could actually fill an arena in Perth, which is one of the remotest cities in the world to get to. Um, But yeah, unfortunately... Because this was the day before my very first Comic-Con, and I was planning on going, (laughs) and then it was cancelled. I know. Uh, apparently, I don't know too much, but they didn't sell enough <laughs> tickets for whatever reason. Uh, they should have put me in charge and I would have been able to promote it a bit better. But, I hey. think so. Yeah. I, I... Um, but all is not lost because I will be coming to New York very soon. There's a nice little segue there. Isn't oh, it? my goodness. Nice. And, well and, and John, where will you be? Sorry? Where will you be in New York? Well, I will be at a fantastic uh, restaurant called the Pandorica, um, which uh, a friend of mine, Victoria, that I met on the Sci-Fi Sea Cruise, Mm -hmm. which is a thing, yes. Uh, Doctor Who fans and uh, people that uh, worked on the show on a cruise ship for a week, and basically we just have, uh, pretty much just hang out and have a load of fun, really. Yes, I I already Um, plan on going on that cruise this year, and I'm rooming with Victoria. Ah, yeah. well, there you go. Well, I'm I'm really hoping to go this year as well, but oh, cool. I'll have to uh, speak very nicely to Dan to see if he can uh, see if he can get me back uh, to provide uh, entertainment. And as you, as you probably know, with Victoria, she was a, a very bad influence on us. She kept <laughs> in, in the nightclub uh, to all hours in the morning. Mm. So, talent <laughs> secrets. Yeah. <laughs> so it would seem so yes so i will be at the pandorica restaurant uh which is and Shirley, would you like to give the address sure it'll be on friday may 10th um it starts at 6 30 there's a meet and greet a three-course dinner john's going to do a wonderful video presentation on what it's like behind the scenes of uh, doctor who and he's gonna chat with everyone and give autographs and do selfies and signings and all fun stuff and and it's at 165 Main Street, Beacon, New York, just an hour out of New York City. So there's no reason not to come. <laughs> Be there. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I've, I've got a very nice, I, I don't want to say PowerPoint presentation. Um, and I've got lots and lots of uh, behind the scenes photographs, unseen behind the scenes photographs uh, from the show and also from uh our tours that we have done in Australia, New Zealand, and and the UK as well, and uh, some great anecdotes and some uh, 
some little uh, little pointers that uh, people may not have noticed certain things and certain scenes. Um, and uh, yeah, and it should be uh, yeah should be amazing amazing fun. And just so the fans know, Doctor Who is not the only show that you have done. Can you tell us a little bit more about other stuff? Yes, um, I've actually been in the full canon of uh, the the reboot of Doctor Who. So I've also been in Torchwood, Sarah Jane Adventures and Class as well. So um, Torchwood, I, I was in uh, Children of Earth. Um, I Love had a very small role. There was, I can't remember if it was episode three or four, but there was a scene where Gwen's in uh, like a big hall and there's lots of body bags in the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I walk up as a, uh, as a soldier and uh, I have, um, I have a, a very deep and meaningful line that I deliver. I outstretch my arm and I point to two body bags and I say 13 to 14. <laughs> so it, that was the pivotal part of that episode. Um, I was also in uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures, playing the unit soldier quite a few times, and also the uh, the Shan Sheath in uh, Death of I think Death of the Doctor. I think that was the episode, and also class as well i was in the first episode of class where uh one of the shadowkin appears uh in the bedroom uh and i end up having a sword fight um however a, a little interesting fact about that is that the the costumes weren't actually made by that time so i had to basically dress in a green morph suit <laughs> with a couple of swords and wave them around and uh, and have a fight. Um, and then they did a CGI overlay on top of me. Wow. So I, I'll, I'll take that as an appearance because Andy Circus has made a good career out of doing something very similar. So Indeed, I'll, I'll yeah. take that as an on-screen appearance uh, at the end of the day. But um, a few other little uh, things I've been in. Oh, God, I've got to cast my memory back now. Uh, Merlin, um, the BBC series Merlin. I, I was a knight. Uh, I was uh, the only knight with a shaved head there, so I'm quite easy to spot from <laughs> time to time. Um, also, I was very fortunate to have uh, worked on Rogue One for four days. <sighs> Um, oh, you just in, got a big gasp from Blake. Yeah, I know, I know. Dare I say it, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than a Doctor Who fan. But, <laughs> you, that's okay. you dare say. <laughs> uh, but that was, it was in the Jeddah Village scene. It was one of the reshoots. Uh, it was basically when um, uh, Cassian and Jin were walking uh, through the Jeddah village just before they mm. meet Donnie Yen's character, which I can't remember his name. Um, but um, unfortunately, I didn't get to play uh, a creature on that. But you do see my chin. You're in a Star Wars movie. Um, but I think most important thing was actually being on set of the Star Wars oh, movie. And, so and, and, and just seeing, you know, the 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 level of the of the production on that you know it's sort of you know working on working on the tv shows it's absolutely brilliant but when you you know end up on a big movie and um i I think the reshoots were costing something like a million dollars a day so what you experience is is a hugely well-oiled machine of getting every 
everything and every person and everything just correct. Um, so, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, having a producer like Kathleen Kennedy behind it is, is, uh, is amazing. Cause obviously she's made some of the, some of the biggest movies, uh, in, in modern times. Do you find that working with the other actors on, on, on say the star Wars movie, um, all the other actors in the background are, is everyone a huge Uber star Wars fan? Is it just an electric atmosphere with, for everybody or it's a, it is and it isn't because for for a lot of people, you know, a job's a job, and there's there's lots of productions that I've worked on that I've haven't mentioned, and I probably can't remember because I'm not really interested uh, <laughs> in, in the subject matter. So, um, but um, yeah, it you know there were a, a quite a lot of people who who were pretty big stars, and uh, you know, just just being there, and it was an extremely hot day. Um, but you know, I, I was having no complaints cause I was like, you know, blimey, I'm sat here watching, watching the best of the best on the set of Star so, Wars. Uh, and, it, and, um, and it was, it's, it's always very useful for me because my other line of work is a still photographer and a cinematographer. Um, I've, uh, probably shot about 60 music promo videos, uh, for bands like, Radiohead, um, The Killers. Oh, oh The Killers, Mr. Branson. Uh, more recently, Savage on Misty and Run the Jewels as well. I wanted, I, I did see that. How was, how was it working with uh, Killer Mike and LP? Well, we we didn't actually uh, see them because the video was stop motion animation. So uh, we filmed that in my hometown of Bristol with basically puppets. So if uh, if anyone goes I out think... and uh, has a look on YouTube and types in "Don't Get Captured," uh, that's actually the video that we shot. So um, yeah, it would have been great to uh, to have uh, to have met the guys. However, I am actually going to be in Atlanta uh, for Hulanta uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, you know, who knows? I, you can I link up with them. I might pop in the Killer Mike's barbershop and. Um, and uh, see if I can uh, say hello. Um, That's dope. But uh, but yeah, going going back, you know, just just being on uh, all of these film and TV sets um, is is brilliant for me. You know, as a cameraman and a cinematographer, because um, you know I get to obviously watch how other people uh, do their craft, and uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely exciting for me. How, how long does it take to, to shoot a stop motion animation video where, I mean, I know it's just frame by frame, little, little move here, little move there. That's got to take forever to complete a whole project. It, it does. Yes. The, it's a bit of a poison chalice because it's a, it's a, it's a, an amazing medium to work in and it looks absolutely beautiful. There's a charm in stop motion animation, the actual puppets themselves, you yeah. know, they, they're not perfect, and that's the whole point of it. That there's a, a reality to it. Unfortunately, is is a very uh, expensive way of actually shooting stuff. Um, so, normally we have to, uh, you know, there's budget constraints. We have to basically work, you know, sixteen to eighteen hours a day um, oh uh, and, and do it quickly, um, so to actually come in budget. But um, the, the Don't Get Captured and the two Father John Misty videos that we made took two weeks, which is 
is pretty quick. Um, most people that I know that work in animation, when they've seen the videos, and I said that it, it takes two weeks, they're kind of a little bit aghast, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's, uh, if if you if you want something to look the best it can, uh, unfortunately, there's a caveat that you have to uh, pull all the hours. You know, at the end of the day, we could make something mediocre. Um, but then that thing lasts forever. So, we, you know, because we're all very passionate about it, we put the extra effort into it just to um, to make a, a beautiful piece of art at the end. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at, I'm watching the, the video with no sound for uh, Don't Get Captured. It looks dope. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, so it's, a, it's, it's a visually dope video. It, this is a banger song too, so. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the song, the idea was basically to do with, um, kind of to do with, um, you know, gentrification and yeah. how, the, how the system works. And uh, so uh, kind of based it around a kind of weird Coney Island ghost uh ghost train ride uh with lp and killer mike uh in there and uh, lots of skeletons but the uh, the director that I worked with chris hopewell um i think it pretty much in most of his videos uh, skeletons do appear because he was heavily influenced by um ray harry Harrison's uh skeletons and jason and the argonauts so he's kind of got a, wow. a, a soft spot for skeletons also as well skeletons are quite easy to make so, so that's, a, that's another thing. If you if you try and make a complicated, you know, the the armatures and the actual puppets themselves are very complicated to make, and they do take a lot of time. So, um, so yeah, having a good skeleton or uh, uh, please don't die, Father John Misty is another one that we made. There's a, sort of a kind of zombie-like skeletons in that, uh, which is uh, yeah, it's all good fun. So. What, so you, you stated earlier that you know Star Star Wars is your is your first over or before Doctor. Um, well, it's difficult to say, but it was I I did watch Doctor Who when I was a kid, but I think I I probably saw Star Wars before I saw Doctor Who. So so yes, yeah, so um, I wanted to know what what was your fandom growing up? What was uh what was the or, or did you kind of just watch it as as a young as a younger kid, and then as you got older, did you kind of pull away, or have you always to some degree yeah, well, had I, your 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 foot in the water? Yeah, well, I, I watched Doctor Who um, uh, when I was a kid. I was I was uh, basically watching um, Tom Tom and Peter's episodes. Um, and, um, but I think probably I've got to be showing my age now, but it, it comes to a point where you're kind of, you're, you're just about to leave school. We leave school at the age of 16 here. And, and then there's a kind of pressure that is like that. I, I think the, the school's probably put on you back then, especially that, right. You know, you're 16 Oh, you should you, stop. You know, you're done with you're done with all this kid stuff. What you do is you get a job and you do that for the rest of your life, and and that's it. So, so you can't. I kind of left a lot of the the stuff as a child that I enjoyed behind because I'm like, right, I'm I'm a man now, and I've got to be sensible and do all of these things. And you know, I I kind of bounce from job to job for probably about ten to twelve years, just going, I, I'm not buying any of this. It just doesn't make any sense you know, what everyone's telling me that I should do, um, work wise. Um, 
until I then started uh, getting into photography and filmmaking. And then I was like meeting like-minded people who are, who are all nerds anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and these, these are all, these are all grown men and women and, you know, working in the, the TV and film industry, but they're all nerds. And you're like, hang on a minute. It's okay to like <laughs> other people like me. sci-fi and you get paid to do a job that's kind of related towards it. So, so yeah, it, it kind of all came flooding back. Another, another big uh, fandom of mine as a child was, uh, Judge Dredd. Oh, uh, oh, I, wow. I used, yeah. to, used to, uh, uh, every week I used to get the, the, uh, comic book 2000 AD, which was, um, I think at, at the time I was reading it, I was probably 10 or 11 and looking back and looking through some of the issues, I'm like, wow, some of the subject matter in here is pretty, pretty strong <laughs> for a 10 year old. Um, but I know, I know the guys that worked at 2000 AD were all fairly anarchic people. And I've actually got to meet John Wagner, the creator of Judge Dredd and went out and got drunk with him at a Comic-Con once, which was, which was a massive thing to me. And, uh, yeah, I don't think none of them took life seriously. They just wanted to tell these kind of crazy stories that reflected what was going on in the real world, but in a sci-fi context. So, um, huge Judge Dredd fan as well. That's uh, that's one of my other fandoms. Were you a fan of the movies? Uh, I was. I did did go to the cinema to see the Stallone movie. Okay, uh, I, I, that's what put me on the Judge Dredd. Yeah, that, <laughs> basically, what it was is that the you know the film. Uh, the film business is a business. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not an art show. So at the end of the day, someone has a hundred million dollars. They want to make $200 million is, is a business, um, which unfortunately a lot of people don't really understand. And when people start kind of complaining about, you know, oh, well, this isn't what it should be. This isn't what I think it should be. Um, at the end of the day, you know, uh, well, this is why we've got, Fast and the Furious 23 <laughs> and Transformers 14, you know, you know, they, they make money at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, um, there, there was kind of quite a, quite a low patch a few years back where, um, basically you would get sort of, no one would want to invest in like a mid, you know, $50 million movie because you probably have to add another 50 million uh, to promote it mm-hmm. and then you'd never make your money back so it, it got very polarized it went from you know small indie films um to blockbusters um but now i think really with the advent of uh say netflix and amazon and you know long-form storytelling and what blumhouse is doing as well um you know it's basically you know you're People are getting what they want to see, pretty much. And going back to the uh, yeah, going back to the Judge Dredd movie, it was it was just, it was just a bit of a mess because they just tried throwing in a load of stories, a lot, in into one thing, and um, you know, having Stallone as Dredd yeah, didn't really work. It, it, I, I am I think the law. Yeah. In saying that, you know, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't it wasn't what was in the comic books. And I think I think um, uh, Carlos Esquera actually based uh, Dread on on Clint Eastwood, um, you know, the look of it. So there was, you know, there was a big kind of talk about like, oh, is Clint Eastwood going to be um, Dread? But uh, but yeah, when the when the Carl Urban Dread movie came out, I didn't get to see it in the cinema. I, 
Uh, no, I did. Sorry, beg your pardon. I did get to see it in the cinema because uh, it was in 3D. I remember now. Um, that was a, that was a 3D was, movie? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they showed it in 3D. They did a, a, I guess it was a post-production 3D, and especially with the um, all the slow-mo special effects that look pretty awesome in 3D. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I was actually blown away by it because it, it did really reflect what the comics was about. Unfortunately, I did get thrown a bit because it was all 20th century clothing and vehicles, which, which when I watched it, I didn't know any of the backstory of actually what happened with the production. I think they had about 30 million cut from the budget. So that's why everybody is is dressed in uh, 20th century uh, clothes. And, you know, there was a type three Volkswagen camper van in it as well. uh, (laughs) um, Not too distant future. There's um oh there's a there's a nice little segue actually from uh, the the dread movie to Doctor Who oh, there which is, is somebody that designed the uh, the costumes the uh, the judges costumes uh, Robert Allsop um, also has made costumes for Doctor Who as well so all connected he is all connected so yeah Rob Allsop uh, made the handbot costumes the the telegards all right um this is a also... kindness <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, surely started i was like what happened <laughs> no i i was doing the hand motions and and brandon didn't get it yeah. and then i had a vivid image of them doing it i remember yeah. how creepy they were <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as well as well as some other things, but uh, Rob Olsop will also be with me in Atlanta. Oh, cool! Uh, um, in two weeks' time for Hulanta, I think that's so, May fifth and sixth, correct? Uh, that's correct. And then I will be with you at uh, the Pandorica the week after. The week after so, on the tenth. Yeah, so I'm I'm get I'm getting really uh, hoovyed up because before I leave. Um, for Atlanta, I'm going to um, a big, uh, probably actually the biggest Doctor Who convention in Britain called the Capital, yeah, run by the uh, Doctor <laughs> Who uh, Appreciation Society. Um, so that's uh, this weekend. Then I jump on a plane, go to New York for a couple of days, then uh, go to Atlanta uh, for Who Lanta, and then jump on a plane, go to New York, uh, and then we'll be at the Pandorica. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Yeah, well traveled, so, just zipping around, you know. So it's uh, it's all it's all jet set. Yes. Um, however, I do have to I do have to admit my life may sound glamorous, but uh, what I've been doing this Easter weekend is basically uh, building a deck in the back garden. Aww. So making it real. <laughs> He's human it's, after all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you have to you have to curb your ego somehow. So. You know, you know, you got to keep it real, and you know, think well. You know, this is the real world, and uh, I'd, I can't afford to pay someone to build a deck, so I'll do it myself. <laughs> but still, it looks like you're having fun skateboarding and doing all the other stuff and all the tourist things. In, oh uh... yeah, I, I, I try and keep my life as random as possible. Some people say maybe it's ADHD, but you know, you only have <laughs> one life, and you got to live it. Amen. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, anyone listening, they can catch up with my uh, with me on social media as well. Um, I'm at John Davy zero zero seven, which is J O N D A V E Y zero zero seven. And there's a bit of a um, a bit of a fandom thing with zero zero seven, obviously being James Bond, mm. but it m- mainly relates to when I try to uh, book my Hotmail email. Um, 
account. Uh, John Davy was taken. So at the time, I was playing lots of Goldeneye on the N64. Oh, so, oh yeah. So yeah. I, had to, I had to throw in 007 as a, <laughs> as a nod of the hat to uh, to uh, Goldeneye, which, uh, yeah, which, which I don't want to say wasted uh, days and days. <laughs> no, and days, listen, there was a lot of time invested in that game. A lot. Exactly, yes. Yes, job, I learned a lot. Day. <laughs> oh yeah so he's a gamer too we got a too bad mag isn't here shout out to our to our buddy mag he's our third co-host uh but, hey. he, but he's out today but oh man he's gonna be sad that he missed this part of the conversation uh, was, was it was there any um sorry i've been rambling on forever is there any questions you wanted to ask um uh, well now i'm flabbergasted uh, <laughs> throw it to me imagining okay. building the deck in the back <laughs> <laughs> yes my imagination's going wild yeah, um, <laughs> just the usual fandom stuff uh which doctor did you like to uh to work with were there was there a favorite all of the guys so um david matt and Peter um, were, were all amazing. I didn't get to meet Jody because the um, the resolution uh, scene that we shot with the Dalek was actually at the Comic Con weekend. So um, mm-hmm. the main cast were obviously not in that scene, but they were actually at Comic Con. But no, they they were all amazingly brilliant, and um, I'm just amazed at um, you know if you're a lead of a show, the amount of work that you put in is absolutely unbelievable um you know literally you're pretty much in every single scene um and i know with david and matt's episodes they were working uh, at least 12 hours a day six days a week um pretty much for eight months straight so you know exhausting yeah it's it's um is is really opened my eyes to to actors and actually um, the the job that an actor has. Every, everybody kind of thinks it's all all very glamorous and glitzy and a and a showbiz lifestyle, but it's you know huge hard work. And I have so much uh, respect um, for actors, and and I've been very lucky. You know, I've been on set in a Cyberman costume and seeing seeing two brilliant actors acting right in front of me so i'm kind of getting the immersive doctor who experience as much um as for i don't know probably probably some of my nicest moments were with peter capaldi um probably mainly because he was a he's a massive doctor who nerd anyway mm-hmm. um and uh, every time we would come on set in a in a different monster costume he'd, he'd run over just like a excited fan and just sort of <laughs> start taking photographs of us and, and getting really really excited by it oh that's great um, uh, and probably one of the most interesting um conversations i had with peter was uh it was the end of filming uh the return of dr mysterio so mm-hmm. i was basically one of the half-headed drones you know uh, that was strangling matt lucas yep. as the spaceship was crashing um and at the end of uh, end of shooting uh peter said to me uh, this was on a monday peter said to me he said um and i won't do a a, a a Peter Capaldi impression because it would be awful. But uh, <laughs> he said, uh, he said, um, oh, hi, Johnny. Uh, I heard you're at a Doctor Who convention at the weekend. How was it? And I was, I was like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is so weird. Doctor Who is saying, I heard you're at a Doctor Who convention. <laughs> and it, 
and it, it was a it was a convention um, run by a really uh, really great guy called Carrie Woodward, who uh, does a convention called Regenerations in Swansea. And I, I just, for the life of me, couldn't work out how it was even on Peter's radar. But <laughs> one of the uh, one of the um, assistant directors, uh, Lauren, who pops up on uh, the Instagram quite a lot. She does, uh, she's got blonde hair and she's interviewing people uh, on the Doctor Who Instagram site. Um, she actually came along to that Doctor Who convention, then obviously mentioned it to Peter. And then that's why Peter said to me, I heard you were at a Doctor Who convention. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, Pete, Peter's um, absolutely amazing. He would, you know, he'd walk on set, he would, go around everyone individually, have a little moment with them and just have a chat. And wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's so nice to see that. And, you know, if you've got a really good person as number one on the call sheet, there's a beautiful trickle down effect that affects everybody else. And I know um, from stories, you know, Andrew Lincoln, uh, uh, again, on The Walking Dead is such a nice person and will take time out for anybody. Um, it, yeah, makes, uh, it makes life... Uh, yeah, a lot easier. John, when when um whenever you know a new actor comes on to uh, take the helm of the doctor, what's you know what's that transition like? Do you guys like do like retreats or something like to kind of build that rapport or retreats? Yeah, budget? like I don't know, you guys got a big budget. Go <laughs> take a weekend. <laughs> this is the BBC, you know. <laughs> retreats, yes. Go, go no, to a cabin somewhere. And... Um, when we get roles, we will just hear maybe even a week or two weeks and not even sometimes not even know what it's for um mm. and just say are you available for these days you say yes um sometimes if it's a new creature we will get um uh, a rehearsal day and a costume fit and uh the choreographer a lovely lady called elsa burke will take us through the movements and teach us how we should do these movements um and uh but yeah it's pretty much it's pretty much just hit the ground running you know um no I company think, picnics <laughs> you know unfortunately not it's a it's a once it gets going is a unstoppable machine and it's um uh yeah anyone that's actually worked in in production on tv and film will know how uh how stressful and how mm-hmm thinking on your feet um there was a we uh, we went to gallifrey one this year and wayne yip um, who directed resolution and nick briggs the obviously the voice of the daleks etc uh did a audio commentary on resolution and there's a scene uh just before they meet the dalek where the tardis lands in a wheat field mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't go supposed to be in the wheat field they put it there and they thought well it'll actually be better if it was actually right by the warehouse because you know it, it just saves time story-wise you know why would you be in a wheat field you'd materialize right next to the actual uh place where you need to go but right. unfortunately um the ground was very muddy and the tardis had actually sunk and oh. um they couldn't move it in time so basically <laughs> wayne just went well so yeah we'll scrap that we'll just shoot it where it is so uh, a lot of the time a lot of the time you know time is the thing that you can't buy you know you can throw all the money in the world at a production but it there's time you know there's always time constraints so um you know you've literally got 
if things aren't always going to plan, you've got to think on your feet and come up with a, or an alternate. Besides from um, uh, upcoming conventions and appearances and stuff, do you have any other projects you're working on? Any other shoots or? Yes. Um, I've been, uh, well, this, this year has been a little bit quiet because I, I had some surgery. I, uh, I tore my pec muscle off my arm, um, which is pretty major. So I was kind of led up for two months, not really being able to do anything. And yet still Um, you were able to do the deck. That's amazing. amazing. (laughs) Well, to be fair, um, I started the deck when my arm was in a sling. So I started doing it in the snow as well, um, one, one-handed. Um, hey, that's determination. That's yeah. Bring it to your list. Then. Yeah, a, na- a nail gun in one hand and maneuvering wood with my feet in the, in the other. But yeah, I, you know, I kind of get itchy feet. But no, there's there's a couple of things um, that I've done that I probably may not or shouldn't talk about because they're still in production but um yeah a couple of a couple of nice nice things um all i can say is that you will more than likely see them in the states because uh both of these things are hbo productions so Ooh. yeah so that's uh, that's all i can say at the Keep moment our ear to, ears to the ground okay okay <laughs> cryptic and exciting yes we yeah. love that kind of stuff oh. <laughs> <laughs> um well listen we can't thank you enough for joining us yes tonight. thank you thank Absolutely. you very much yeah, not, not at all i'm a i'm a huge huge podcast fan and i probably listen to maybe about three or four hours worth of podcasts every single day so um, they do exist yeah (laughs) yes they're pretty strong um dare i say it radio is dead long live the podcast yeah so so, um so yeah so you know the amount the the amount that i get out of a podcast which is basically free um Mm -hmm. i always want to try and give back to the podcast community i am in in the throes of setting up my own podcast at the moment which uh, I keep on, unfortunately, get procrastinating and getting sidetracked building decks and <laughs> conventions. Fighting the but doctor. I've, I've, I have recorded some some pretty pretty cool interviews. Um, so if anyone can give me some good advice on on oh, yeah. the best way to publish podcasts, etc., then uh, it'll be much appreciated. But also another another huge thing as well is um, I'm a massive uh, Kevin Smith fan. Um, Love Kevin. I listen- listen to his podcast and uh him and ralph garmin are coming over doing hollywood babylon uh live in london so uh that's basically the day after i get back from the states so uh i'm really looking forward to that that's gonna be fun are you gonna try to interview them uh well i've actually uh, have you ever listened to hollywood babylon i have not uh is is basically uh kevin and, and ralph garmin's uh show it's kind of like a showbiz show, but they kind of make fun of everyone, you know, like <laughs> kind of like they do. But I, I have actually appeared a couple of times on the show because they have different segments where where people um, send in, you know, various different things uh, or observations, and then they show them. And uh, I've had a name check a couple of times, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, yeah, so any anything to help out anyone with a podcast uh, is no skin off my 
feet or nose or whatever body part. <laughs> um, that's what we found about the podcast community in general, though. This Everyone's very helpful. Everyone's yeah, it's an open, open and, welcoming community. Yeah, so I sense a future crossover. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah, so I'm still trying to... Um, Still trying to figure out what I should call it, but I think I should definitely have my name in it. So it yeah, means that I can, I, this is this is this is the one thing that um, that people do uh, or, or have done historically with shows is that you have to put your name in the show if you're the creator because you can't get sacked. Yeah. So I don't know that with everybody loves Raymond. He's like <laughs> he, he came up with all these interesting things and then someone gave him some advice saying, put your name in the show because they can't sack you then. So um, well, listen, I, I don't know if I can help you with uh, a name for your show, but I have been, my brain's been working since we've been having this conversation, and I do have a possible idea idea for you for a product. Right. So, with all these roles that you've played in all these, you know, different, you know, places you've popped up in, have you ever mm. thought about doing uh, Where's Waldo themed, Where's John Davy sort of book where you take famous scenes from Doctor Who? And you got to find yeah. John Davy in there <laughs> so, for our kids. That's kind of cool. That is actually cool. Yeah, it is. Um, albeit the the people that I've actually interviewed on, uh, I've, I've done yeah probably four or five podcasts, but most of the people that I've interviewed, I think are, are a lot more interesting than me. So <laughs> may, I don't know. May, I don't don't know where maybe if I should actually make it too much about myself. Um, uh, Listen, this is how, how you get the John Davy brand out there. Put your <laughs> well, face on it. Exactly, yeah. Well, the, you know, it was um, I, I listened to Mark Maron's podcast, and uh -huh. um, you know, if 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 you know if he would have asked advice on someone, you know, the the title of what Mark Maron's show is called, I think they would have told him not to do it. But <laughs> it's done. It's kind of done all right for him. Yeah, he's but, doing well. He's eating. Yeah, I'll uh, once I'm back from the states uh, and I've got all of uh, that out of the way, then. Um, I'd, I'll definitely need a good kick up the ass um, and uh, start start publishing my interviews. I'm great at arranging it and setting it up, but unfortunately I don't have people and uh, I kind of then get sidetracked with the 101 other things. That yeah. Yeah. Revolves yeah. Revolves around. Struggles real. We can relate. We can relate yeah. to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can indeed. Well, do you want to, you want to give us your, um, where everyone can find you again on social media one more time before we, uh, yeah, certainly. If you have a look, um, at John Davy 007, which is J O N, no H, I'm not a Jochon. Uh, <laughs> J O N D A V E Y 007. Or you can uh, visit my website, which desperately needs updating, unfortunately. Uh, but that's johndavy.com. And, and if you're in the New York area, um, come to the Pandorica restaurant and eat food and food. hear stories and have laughs and. And everything else that goes along with it. I think, it'll and be I'll hand over, I'll hand it over to you, Shirley. And where, where, and when will it be? Okay, John. Thank you. Yes, it's Friday, May tenth, uh, at one sixty-five Main Street Beacon. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite, or you can go to my webpage, which is thepandoricarestaurant.com, or you can find it on Facebook. Um, many different places. Uh, yes, it's going to be a very exciting evening. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm getting withdrawal symptoms. I, I love it every time I come to the States. And we're looking forward to meeting you when yeah. you come in. So, and safe uh, travels. Yes. Great stuff. 
All right, honey. Thank you John, so thank much. Thank you very so much, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Take care. Take, Take care. care. Bye. 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 <laughs> so, uh, Shirley. Yes, darling. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, my pleasure. It's fun. Say again for our listeners where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me. My webpage is the PandoricaRestaurant.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, the Pandorica Restaurant, and on Twitter, the Pandorica Restaurant, and on Facebook, Pandorica Restaurant. <laughs> Brandonius. You can find me on the Twitter at Randell underscore Savage 84. And you can also find me on the Instagram at Randell underscore Savage 84. Uh, you can find me, Blake, at MindMeltX on Instagram. You can find Steady uh, Geekin on Instagram at Steady underscore Geekin. You can, of course, find us on the Earplug Podcast Network. E-P-P-N. EarplugPodcast.com. We are going to be at the Hudson Valley Comic Con. Third year, um, baby. May 11th and 12th, by the way. With our homie DW from Earplug Podcast, uh, we're going to be teaming up and hosting a panel with Ron Mars and Joe St. Pierre. Uh, so if you're in the Poughkeepsie area, make sure you uh, come on down to Hudson Valley Comic Con. Uh, we hope to see you there. Gold's Jim LaGrange. We are also now on the Anchor app, anchor.fm. Anchor we are also on many other apps, pretty much all of them at this point. Shout out to our homies. Go Gorilla Film Cast. Paul and Sashia. Reality bomb comic cast john and colin above and batman beyond benjamin sexiest voice in all new jersey him and his uh, comic book international cbi network bat they- yards productions yep. and update nerd style mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. dc collecta cast um shout out to my homies at each sold separately podcast shout out to the not up for debate podcast tony and paul what up and uh also shout out to the million volt league podcast mbl well um thanks for hanging out with us everybody yeah, it was fun keep on Steady Geekin. This has been Steady Geekin, a dynamic duo high five production.